0: Hey Barbies! I'm so excited for this podcast episode because as y'all know, Barbie has taken the world by storm. I mean, this movie is like $150 million marketing budget, Greta Gerwig making history as a female director, breaking box office records. Like Barbie is a major hit. And I for one have been very wrapped up in the TikTok world of Barbie trends on TikTok and Barbie humor and the I'm just Ken song gets so stuck in my head. So in this podcast episode, We're gonna talk all about Barbie. I'm gonna give you my unfiltered thoughts—the good things, the bad things, some of the critiques that I would have, and also some of the things I'm grateful for in the movie. But just before we dive in, I want to say I am gonna be talking about the ending of this movie. So if you haven't seen Barbie yet, I highly recommend skipping this episode, pausing it, or just you know ditching me and Tigress for uh, the next week or so, so that you don't have any spoilers ahead of watching it for the first time yourself. I gotta be honest—I was not a Barbie girl. I was not allowed to play with Barbies. I think that I actually grew up probably with the opposite of Barbie obsession in my household. My mom was ahead of her time, like a feminist mom. She didn't allow me to dress up as like princesses or even really watch a lot of princess movies. I couldn't dress up as a princess or a fairy for Halloween. I was only like Georgia O'Keeffe, Frida Kahlo. I was allowed to be Marie Curie. I was also allowed to be any animal that I wanted to. Until I was off on my own and like in high school, At that point, I was just always a black cat for Halloween. Barbie was not a part of my life, nor were princesses, and it was actually a very active decision with a message from my mom of saying, this idea of kind of superficial beauty, Western beauty standards, unrealistic beauty standards are not gonna be a part of your life and what you're going to be looking up to. I don't think I had a relationship with Barbie, and if anything, that relationship was fraught from even before an introduction. I think my grandma on my mom's side bought me a Barbie once for holidays and it was a little bit of a fight between my mom and my grandma at the time because at this point, any gifts that I got were very much for like my own academic, educational development. And it's something that I'm grateful for now in retrospect, but in the moment was really hard for me because I would go to my friends' houses where they would have so many Barbies. They would have a full Barbie collection. They had Polly Pockets. They had Bratz. And I remember finally being able to get an American Girl doll, but it came with stipulations. I was allowed to get an American Girl doll if I filled out some sort of like monthly calendar calendar of going through my piano lessons and achieving different levels. So for me, I was allowed to have American Girl Doll not only because I achieved something, but also because the American Girl Doll was not just a doll. American Girl Doll came with a story of overcoming things, of great resilience, oftentimes with different hobbies, whether it be horseback riding or cooking or something like that. But I think my mom liked that and approved of the fact that American Girl dolls kind of came with their own name and their own whole storyline and there was some sort of educational information of being able to learn about the history of our world and of women's lives and everything like that. So for me, I think that even when dolls came into my life, it was very much like Barbie as the example of objectification of the opposite of empowerment and the opposite of what I should be paying attention to as a young woman. That being said, I definitely think the way I rebelled in a lot of my life was to step fully into dressing up and being glamorous and loving glitter and liking more superficial maybe materialistic things because they felt out of reach or maybe not what was approved of at home. It was something that I could explore to differentiate myself and kind of say, hey, I'm not gonna just do what my parents say. I'm just gonna like go explore who I am and what are the things that I wasn't allowed to enjoy when I was younger and how do I dive into them now? That didn't mean playing with Barbies. I think that Barbie has always just represented so much of what I felt was opposite to my inherent values growing up with my family. So when the Barbie movie came out, this was really like my first introduction to the Barbie fandom and being around Barbie in the context of dressing up in culture and everything. It wasn't a part of my culture growing up and since I've been on social media I feel like even the word Barbie has really only come up in my face in my circles in the context of Nicki Minaj. Owning Barbie and being Barbie girl and having Barbie tings the song. I just want to say as a marketer first and foremost this movie's marketing team blew it out of the fucking water. I feel like for anyone who is on on social media or walking around any part of this freaking country it felt like barbie was everywhere there were collaborations with small brands from one of actually my favorite shoe brands jessica butrick Buttrich, Buttrich, I don't know how to say the last name, Jessica Buttrich, which is like a Peruvian designer who makes amazing shoes and everything, she had a Barbie collection. Crocs did a Barbie collection. Shay Mitchell's Base Travel did a Barbie collection. There was so much Barbie everywhere from that to social media, to all the premieres, to the gifting, to the influencer campaign. Barbie was everywhere. And what I thought was really fascinating, too, was that it wasn't Barbie the doll. Like They were, weren't putting Barbie the doll and her face everywhere, but they were putting weight onto Barbie the name. If you look at all of the branding, it was the big B, the pink bubble B, and it was the clouds and the graphics on social media, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, but it was very much putting more brand value behind the name Barbie rather than the doll. And I think that's really interesting, especially as you look at why this movie was made. There's an amazing episode of The Daily, The New York Times, The Daily, one of my favorite podcasts. And in The Daily episode, they talk about the history of Barbie Barbie, how Barbie was created like 60 years ago as a 19 year old doll and was created by the wife of the Mattel founder as a way to give an option for young girls to play with a doll that wasn't just about being a wife and a mother, but could have a career, whether that be Barbie president or whatever other career option they wanted to highlight. But it's really interesting because in the podcast, it talks also about how the actual physical doll was based off of this doll that was kind of hypersexualized from the body proportions that hair, the long legs. And I think it's really fascinating because I think that from the very beginning of the creation of Barbie the doll, you hear about this juxtaposition of trying to be empowering and talk about the diversity of like women and womanhood in general, but at the same time, trying to do so through a quote unquote mainstream vehicle that would catch on in terms of like the cultural zeitgeist of tapping into beauty standards, not only beauty standards, but like trying to set such unrealistic beauty standards that were honestly designed for the male gaze. Anyways, of course, Barbie takes over the world in the market of dolls everywhere, in households, toy stores, everything. But I grew up at a time where Barbie wasn't the only doll option. There was American Girl doll. Bratz was a whole thing. Polly Pocket. There were competitors that came into being in like the Y2K era and Barbie and Mattel lost some of that market share. And so it was really in like the last several years where Mattel has been on an absolute fight to try to build out other opportunities to get revenue and this is where capitalism comes into all of this whole Barbie scheme in the background which is that Mattel basically needs a way to stay relevant to gain more market share they bring in a new CEO and that CEO starts building out this idea of creating franchises for some of their toy characters Barbie being one of them so similar to how like the Marvel universe was created from these franchises of the different characters from Iron Man to Thor to Captain America America, this Barbie movie is kind of Mattel's first play at taking some of their characters and building large media franchises around it. Of course, there's been Barbie movies before, but not in this live action sense, and not with the type of budget that this Barbie movie was working with. Margot Robbie came in very early on, worked directly with Mattel to build out the idea for the movie. Greta Gerwig was at the top of their list of directors, and obviously Greta Gerwig said yes and absolutely killed it with creating this movie. But I definitely went into watching this movie after hearing the history behind not only Barbie and Mattel from this quick 20 minute episode from the daily. So I'm not an expert, but just from like the, I went in with this kind of high level understanding of like the capitalist intent. Behind the movie, all of the revenue and marketing budget numbers that were going into this movie to make it a success, and I think that it kind of gave me a little bit more of a critical lens going into the movie because, in many ways, like it is an entire advertisement for the brand values or the rebranding of Barbie for the 21st century millennial and Gen Z culture participant. I didn't see it on opening weekend, so I was definitely surrounded by a flurry of fandom around the Barbie movie. You might remember, like, end. Of July, we started seeing people react to the Barbie movie with lots of videos talking about how they went into the Barbie movie thinking it was just going to be a big fun party with a lot of laughing and dancing. And while it did have some of that, they ended up leaving absolutely in tears, getting wrecked, feeling really thankful for their moms and questioning like their identity and everything. So I knew that there was something that was going to be super emotional. I also knew that it was going to be a beautiful movie from all the images the trailer all of the costumes the set design and i have to say the costume design in this movie and the set is just in every aspect one of the most phenomenal works i have ever seen personally outside of the plot outside of the dialogue outside of the character development i would see this movie again and again simply for the costume and set design it really brought to life everything of my limited knowledge of the barbie universe but not only that even as someone who didn't grow up with barbies i left fully adopting pink as my new favorite color i literally have chipped off pink nail polish that i got after seeing the barbie movie and i haven't taken it off yet. I left the movie theater with the song stuck in my head with suddenly calling myself a Barbie and like Barbies in the world. Like to me, I think that even in my own vocabulary, I caught myself in regular conversation rather than being like, oh, you know, I'm really just like a yoga girly. I now say like I'm a yoga Barbie. Like what the fuck? Like this movie really did brainwash me to love parts of the brand of Barbie into my life because it surrounded me at all angles of pop culture. It seems like most of my friends cried their eyes out. I know my sister cried, my mom cried. I feel like most of the people I saw reacting on social media were talking about how they cried during the movie. I did not cry during the movie and at no point was I tearing up or anything, which is interesting because I'm usually like the first to cry in a movie and I don't just like cry with a little tear. I like sob. I'm like a loud crier in movies and I think part of my lack of emotional reaction was maybe because I haven't grown up with Barbies. This isn't like a significant character in my own childhood, but also at the same time it was also going in it with this lens of watching this movie kind of in a critical way of saying like, this is an advertisement in disguise as a really compelling movie with this idea of like women in production and leadership and in everything. And is that something I can trust? Because really, it's like an initiative by a male CEO of a large company that's trying to gain back market share. Like, I definitely think I went in a bit skeptical because of the background that I was given. I enjoyed the movie, but there's a lot of things that I wish could have been done differently. First, obviously, as an Asian person, I loved seeing Simu Liu playing opposite of Ryan Gosling. I thought that was awesome, especially because in Hollywood and in entertainment there is the asexualization of Asian men. So I thought it was really cool to have Simu Liu out there as like the equal of sexiness and presence as Ken. And he wasn't listed as like an Asian Ken. He was just like another Ken. There wasn't like another prominent Barbie that looked like me. So I didn't feel necessarily like seen in the movie in that sense. I thought it was was very much like, you know, one of those new movies where you look at it and you say, yeah, they really went through and checked all the boxes of diversity they thought they could, whether it be like the disabled Barbie, the fat Barbie, the black Barbie, the black president Barbie, like they really went in and were like, okay, we are going to be out there with being this kind of next-gen evolution of Barbie. And obviously the commentary of the plot with America Ferreira's character of wanting a normal Barbie or an ordinary Barbie has acne and cellulite and anxiety and depression and thoughts of death there was this interest in creating barbie as more of like a diverse set of characters rather than just like the white blonde stick figure that we've gotten used to or we might be more familiar with i was recently in a political education workshop that we did with august though for our team where we brought in a group uh, run by a friend of mine um, called inspire justice they do a lot of incredible political education on anti-racism work for different company teams and public Figures. And one of the things that they pointed out was how a key trait of upholding a white supremacist system is indigenous erasure. And I carry a lot of privilege as a not indigenous person in this country. And I definitely feel like I have a lot more of my own self education to do around indigenous issues. But one of the Inspire Justice workshop leaders was talking about indigenous erasure and brought up Barbie as a key recent example of this, and how Barbie was hailed for a lot of presence of diversity in their in the plot of different Barbies and yet there wasn't a single indigenous character in the movie and if any all while being a commentary on patriarchy American patriarchy the cowboys and they referenced an article where in Barbie the only kind of lightly touching on indigenous comment there was was a really bad joke about smallpox. And so again, I know that at first glance, it might not be something that everybody's thinking about, but I thought that was really interesting because I really struggle even in consuming new media and trying to look at movies that are really held up in the progressive movement as sort of big wins and trying to evaluate like, is this a movie I should hold to like the utmost high standard or is it a movie in which like I just enjoy it for it as the art piece of art. But I think one of the things I really try to remember is that like when a movie does claim to be or does very much tried to enforce a new message of acknowledging diversity, it's important to recognize how much diversity and how far back does that diversity go, both in terms of what you see and the story behind the production as well. So from a diversity perspective, I applaud the effort and everything. I wish there was an Asian Barbie, of course, and I wish there was some sort of statement at the end where they were saying, okay, we're going to make ordinary Barbie, like Mattel was going to make an ordinary Barbie, and or even like the real world was going to announce that they were making an ordinary Barbie that was neurodivergent like I wish there was some larger statement rather than just pointing out that like Barbies have been so polished and not realistic and they will continue to be so and Margot Robbie's character of Barbie is just gonna like not participate in that Barbie movie I wish there was a little bit more of like a definitive statement I felt like I felt a lot of privilege watching the movie watching the movie I felt a lot of privilege to have had a lot of education about feminist work and academics because because to me I watched the movie and I did not think it said literally anything profound or new and I think that's where I kind of checked my privilege of realizing okay I am a college grad who like went through many many years of women's and gender studies and for the last 10 years I've spent working in like the policy world and the organizing world and now the company world in this space of women's empowerment where conversations around misogyny and patriarchy are so prevalent in my life so I recognize that I have been very privileged in that background but to me I watched the movie and felt like the big revelation was OMG patriarchy exists and we live in a patriarchy, which to me is like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. Of course we do. And yes, men get differential treatment and there are double standards for women in beauty. Like I felt like I watched the movie and at no point was I like, wow, that is profound or that is new. Like to me, I felt like it was kind of making a joke about patriarchy being so obvious. Like to me, it is so obvious. And I do think that they did a good job in the movie of Margot be realizing how obvious the patriarchy was and how quickly it took ken to tap into the patriarchy and figure it out but i didn't think that the movie said anything necessarily new that being said i completely acknowledge that we have a lot of work to do in terms of getting more of our society to acknowledge that we live in a patriarchy and so for that absolutely do i think that it's amazing that this movie is so widespread and did so well and reached so many new audiences who maybe haven't heard of these types of conversations or haven't been around other people who acknowledge that we live in an unfair, patriarchal world. Yes, I think it's amazing. But for me, as someone who, like, absolutely has been in that world, I did not think that this movie acknowledged anything beyond we live in a patriarchal world. Like, I... I think to me it was a very obvious conclusion and observation. It was also very apparent to me in the movie about how Barbie didn't do any self-discovery or research or education on her own. She fully had to be handheld by the lead woman of color in the movie, handheld through all of the learning, handheld for America Ferreira's character to get up and do that iconic monologue to literally explain to her what the patriarchy is, what the double standards are, and how it affects women like her differently, but all of the emotional labor was put on that character. And I think that is super important to recognize because I think that a lot of what we saw in especially anti-racism talks and just talking a lot about doing your own learning and unlearning, a central part of that conversation is trying to do all of that yourself as someone who isn't of a marginalized community or has the privilege of being able to do that own research and not putting that burden on women of color, on black women in your life who didn't sign up for that and are not getting getting compensated for it. So in the movie, for Barbie to kind of come in, realize, OMG, we live in a patriarchy, and then dragging the women of color character into her world and having that character explain everything to Barbie, I thought could have been an opportunity to really encourage white women, especially, and white people, white communities, and um, just communities of allies to recognize that they do have a responsibility to recognize injustices and then do their own work. And I think that's something that I continue to remind myself of and watching the movie I felt a little bit uncomfortable by. The biggest issue I had with the movie was the ending. I hated the ending. I felt like, okay, the Barbie plot is acknowledging patriarchy is an issue and now Barbie is empowered. Barbie is coming into the world as a human. Barbie is deciding she doesn't want to be objectified. She wants to be a human and have feelings and figure out what her destiny is. And the Barbies in the Barbie land have reclaimed positions of power where it is back to a matriarchy, and the Kens are realizing that they are hashtag Kenuff, and yet the ending is literally ending with, what is Barbie doing? Coming into the world and going to a gynecologist appointment. And from talking to my friends, it's a pretty split reaction. Some people think that it's like a really funny thing, and it's just like, oh, so great, and like heartfelt. To me, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You went through all of that, and this was gonna, this could have been like a huge opportunity for Barbie to come into the world and write a fucking book, or talk about These issues and take the learnings and say, This is what I'm gonna do with them, or Barbie's gonna act upon her new opportunities like throwing away the beauty standards. But instead, not only does Barbie not do any of that and not take action against the fucking patriarchy, instead, Barbie goes to the gynecologist. Issue with the ending number one Barbie's history is all about showing women that they can be more than just a wife, mother, body. The ending, I think, would have been so much more powerful if Barbie came into the world and did something with her newfound freedom and intellectual liberation. Issue number two. Barbie becoming a human, becoming a woman in the real world, was defined as having a vagina and getting that vagina checked out. So much of fourth wave feminism has been trying to decouple sex and gender to recognize that gender is a social construct and has been constructed in very harmful ways, not only to trans and non-binary people in this world, but harmful to all of us in siloing and putting people into boxes and defining them in having to be a wife and a mother or defined by the genitalia that they have in terms of being a childbearer or having the responsibility of taking care of children like this has been a centuries-long fight to try and decouple sex and gender, to say sex and the biological genitalia you're born with is not equal to or defined by your gender or vice versa. And yet, I think that this movie, which was so much about womanhood and motherhood and Barbie becoming a human woman, like, literally the difference of a representation of a woman and a real, quote-unquote, real woman, was having a vagina. And, like, isn't that the opposite of inclusivity in how we talk about trans identity and existence to say, no, womanhood is not defined by having a vagina. And I realized that that wasn't a flat-out statement that the Barbie movie made, and I'm sure that that was not the intent of the movie. But I felt like if I was watching the movie, and I could be totally wrong, and I'm very curious to hear what y'all think, but like, if I was watching the movie and I came away with it of, yes, Barbie is the woman who is exploring these questions and now she becomes a real woman and like it's cuz she has a vagina. I just felt like it was a missed opportunity and I feel like it came after this emotional moment with like the creator of the Barbie where The creator says, Barbie, you can just like decide you want to be a woman. Like, okay, great. Like it was an emotional moment. And for me, I was sitting in the movie theater watching and all Barbie does is go to a gynecologist appointment. And I really just like, I feel like it turned off any emotional reaction I had where I just felt like, are you kidding me? Like, that's really how it's gonna fucking end? Like, really? I feel like I was a bit annoyed by it. I still walked away greatly appreciating the movie and again, feeling a lot of joy from watching it and it gave me lots to talk about. But I feel like the more and more I thought about the ending of the movie, the more frustrated I got with it because it did feel like a missed opportunity. This movie was an incredible moment for women in Hollywood. This was an incredible win for a female director, which I think is huge to happen in the entertainment industry especially with all of the strikes going on right now. And I think that I can and a lot of people can recognize all the wins of this movie while also recognizing that this was a very successful advertisement for Mattel and taking into consideration that this movie, which was supposed to be a commentary on the patriarchy, was inherently pushing forward a capitalist system that rewards the patriarchy because our current American capitalist system is hand-in-hand with the patriarchal world. I think that this movie did a great job job of pointing out the basic observation that we live in a patriarchy, but I don't think that the movie offered any sort of solution. It was basically like patriarchy exists. In this fake land, we can get all the rights that we want and have women in power, but in the real world, nothing really comes of it. That, for me, is how I'm walking away from the movie, is that this was a fun movie, and it pointed out that patriarchy exists, but there's no solution offered. Maybe that comes in Barbie too. Okay, the last thing I'll say is I also did not love the character of Weird Barbie, because I feel like Weird Barbie, to me, was like the most obviously and stereotypically queer Barbie, where... It was rainbow, and hair was short, and it was the whole Birkenstocks, flats, like these kind of stereotypically more gay or butch visuals. And, of course, being called Weird Barbie because someone overplayed or, like, screwed with the brain marbles in some way that made that Barbie Weird Barbie. And, of course, Mattel comes out and launches then Weird Barbie, and I feel like there's a lot to explore in how, if at all, like queerness was commented on or represented in the movie. These are my honest and unfiltered thoughts about the Barbie movie. I hope that this is the beginning of a larger conversation because I think that Barbie 2 is definitely coming. Like a movie studio does not see these types of revenue numbers and this much record breaking with the revenue numbers and think that they're not going to do a sequel. Like I think a sequel is definitely coming. And this is the first of many Mattel movies we're going to see in terms of Of this larger franchise. So, what I think is exciting about this, and why I have decided to put out this podcast episode is that I think that there's a real opportunity here. Because the Barbie movie obviously did really work to stand for diversity and more excitingly progressive ideas like recognizing patriarchy. There's an opportunity here that I think if enough consumers slash audience members talk about, the opportunity to make a statement and to be a boundary breaking, boundary breaking, meaningful movie in terms terms of women's empowerment, maybe the higher-ups will hear some of us, and maybe we'll see a bit more progress in the next movie and in the sequel. So that's why I'm sharing my thoughts here. I'm very curious to hear what you think, and you know what? I'm definitely going to be watching the Barbie movie again because it was overall a fun watch. It was a lot of fun colors, great sets. I thought Ken, Ryan Gosling, really took Ken as a character and made it his own, and obviously I'm a Ryan Gosling fan because The Notebook is still one of my favorite movies, and I'm assuming if you've made it far in this episode, you've already watched the Barbie movie so I'm curious after hearing this what your thoughts are slash if you watch it again what kind of questions are you going into it with anyways with that so much more coming up this season with Tigress I'm actually going to be bringing on a few more friends in the next couple episodes so stay tuned and I'll be back for another episode of Tigress soon I'm trying to put out new episodes like a couple times a week which is a little bit daunting but I have so much to share so much to catch up on and we will chat soon bye y'all